0: Hello and welcome along to your one-stop shop for the NFL. We'll keep you bang up to date with the latest news, the previews for this week's TV games. And if you like a flutter, we're running at a 75% success rate this season. This is utter Punts. 47-yard
1: touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar
0: Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Yes, it's that time in your week where you plug into the best NFL conversation on planet Earth. It's utter punts time. Stick that rice in your sack, Santa. Go on.
1: This is not Detroit, man. This is the
0: Super Bowl. Touchdown! No!
2: No! 24 yard attempt.
0: Vikings out of the playoffs. is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're blitzing the conversation all season long. I'm journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford. Alongside me are two more menacing punts looking for the sack, which we will gladly provide if they don't buck their ideas up. Vikings fan Dave Keane joins us from Birmingham. Kind of, kind of so poorly it's unbelievable Dave it's okay we will look after you alongside me here in Manchester is Ravens fan the Statman Dan 8 games this week tis the season to be jolly is that, is that as far as you're going to go? It's the season go. to be jolly. Yep. On the way this week, as always, we will keep you bang up to date with what's going on. We'll take a look at some uh, interesting talking points that have come out of this week. Our utter punts of the week. We'll take a look ahead to this week in the NFL. And we're going to help you make some money with our big bet builder. Thanks for being with us. I you had any choice whatsoever. Yes, hello, welcome along to Utter Punts. Uh, I'm Liam Bradford, this is Dan Horton and uh, the reason that Dave Keane is not on camera this week is that he's got the lurgy, haven't you Dave?
2: Yes, yes, I do. I don't know how you managed to give this to me, but I am blaming you, Lou. It's uh, well, like you uh, sent it down with flipping internet or something. It's the only way that it could have happened because I've not actually seen you since
0: the 6th of November. So, uh, And the reason that Dave has decided that he's only going to run a profile pick this week is, uh, well, he, he looks, he, he doesn't look great. You know, snotty nose, red eyes, not done his hair, his beard's a bit of a mess, so he's picked Torman Giants paint, which is his celebrity lookalikey. Which you can understand. Well,
1: the, the, the irony is that he, if if he followed his own quarterbacks' advice, he could live in a glass box through the COVID virus. And he'd probably be okay, wouldn't he?
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! It's not, it's not COVID. I tested for that. I'm fine. Like, this is this is something entirely different, which no one like... they worry about. It, maybe it tastes like that. chicken wings, so potentially. <laughs> I mean.
0: I don't even know where to go with this conversation, chaps. Um, it's been it's been an interesting week in the NFL. I, I say interesting because we had a we we didn't have our greatest of weeks, did we, Dan? I think we should address this as early as we possibly it's can. Absolute
1: shocker. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Um, well, you, we we backed you, you. followed Tom Brady, which was ridiculous against the undrafted or seventh round pick, and he's making his first start. I mean, it was obvious he was going to win. I thought then. I sort of picked the Patriots to be rubbish. They were rubbish, but they weren't as rubbish as the Woody Woodpeckers. And there was a, just a few upsets, wasn't there? Or a few games that were... I think the, the line-up last week was a bit tough. And I think there was a few things that were... We, we weren't really agreed on many of the games, which is rare. We normally do find a couple of we were agreed on. And um, We started off with picking the Raiders, who should have won and lost. And it all went a bit wrong from there. That was Thursday night. Yeah,
0: and I, it just... Yeah, it was all a bit screwy, wasn't it? The whole thing. Um, did we get one
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, we got we got the Eagles, didn't we? We got the Eagles there? right. We got we got the best team in football
2: right against the Giants. Yeah. Although Dave didn't. <laughs> we, <laughs> um, we got the Patriots, right? Yeah, um, we did. Overall we got yeah. football, yeah. And um, besides which I was coming down with an illness. No idea what your excuse was, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just for the interest
0: interests of sound quality, could I can I just move you like six inches further forward yeah? on that chair? Is that right? Just go on, keep going, keep going. Like you like, there we go. Perfect. And now we can eat you properly. Um we're so relaxed on this podcast, it just sort of lays back and then we can't hear what's going on. Mm. Um, right. Okay. So coming up on Utter Punts this week, we'll of course look ahead to um, next, the, the week coming up where there's there's hundreds of games. There's, I say hundreds, there's eight, uh, which for us to keep an eye on, including some games on a Saturday. We'll talk about why that's the case. We'll go through uh, our Big Bet Builders. We'll review uh, last week's games. Again, we, we've touched on it briefly. It's It's been a bit chaotic. Um But the talking point this week is a really, really interesting one. And that's coming up for you in just a sec. So this was put in the WhatsApp group uh, a little bit earlier this week, where we said one team that we want to make the playoffs and one team that we don't want to make the playoffs. Um, Dave, do you want to go first on this one?
2: No controversial I guess it definitely will be with a lot of Vikings fans but I'd actually love to see the Lions make the playoffs uh, because Dan Campbell deserves it Um, he is a coach who basically motivates his players to be as tough as they can be on the field Um, the Vikings have been described as a finesse team which suggests uh, maybe lacking a little bit of uh, interior fortitude, maybe, I don't know. But uh, the Lions just play with their hearts on the sleeves week in, week out. They're the embodiment of their coach. And uh, yeah, they, they did make the playoffs. So I wouldn't want to beat anyone who's facing them. Um, and besides, it'd be kind of funny if two teams from the NFC North qualified for the playoffs and neither of them were the Green Bay Packers. I'd, I'd like that. So... Um, in- You're
0: going Lions for the one that you do want to make it. Oh, yeah. So the one that you don't want to make
1: it?
2: Well, I don't want the San Francisco 49ers to make it because they're freaking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, if Brock Purdy comes in and manages to sort of take a Super Bowl in his very first season being Mr. Irrelevant in the, in the draft as well. taking last overall. Yeah, thing. final Incredible over, story. It, it's Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. but I don't want that to happen. I want them to collapse down the stretch uh, and not somehow to fail to make it. But they won't. They're, they're just far too good. They're, they're a fantastic side at the moment. So well balanced, it's unreal. And I, I don't even think they're going to miss Debo. Uh, even though he's going to be out injured for a while, isn't he? So, yeah, we'll that, see. They haven't seemed to miss anybody this season the Niners,
0: every time it, we think oh, that could be a problem, lose your starting quarterback, lose your second string quarterback, lose half your defensive line, lose Debo Sam, it hasn't mad. hasn't mattered a job.
1: No, because well, they're, they're balanced. And they're, what they haven't had is injuries on the on the offensive line, really. They've been they've been pretty solid there. So they can put, and, and the way the scheme works is it's very quick, it's very quick release. So as long as you've got a good line, you can run the ball. And if you can run the ball, really, you can establish most things. And The, the only thing is these players missing is, that that sort of truly top level performance that you need probably when you get into a late into the playoffs and, and into the Super Bowl you you need you'd need Debo back you'd need Kittle 100 percent but what they have earned the right and if they can win this week they've earned the right to probably give those guys a little bit of time to get back massive win for them against the Bucks on uh, last weekend and they're they're in pole position really to qualify into the playoffs and I don't really think they even need to play at home in the playoffs yeah um, I mean if 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 the Vikings are hosting the 49ers in the divisional round I know. I know where I'd be thinking the, the the wise money would go. So Dave's right; they're a, they're a, they're a scary team, it's certainly in that division. I'm glad they're over there and not in the AFC. Uh, so same question.
0: Same question goes to you, Dan. In who do you want to make the playoffs, and who do you not want to make the playoffs?
1: I want the Jags to get in. Um, a, I don't. I, I've had a bit of a problem with the Titans for for a couple of years. They they famously in a in a playoff game came and danced on the Ravens' badge. Uh, one year when they knocked us out. And then we went there and did the same to them next year and danced on there. So there's been a bit of need with them. So I don't really like the Titans, although they have made us some money this year, the Titans. But I want them out. I like the Jags. The, the way the Jags have played, I know they've been a bit inconsistent, but when they beat the Ravens in the fourth quarter a couple of weeks ago, they were they were brilliant. And Lawrence looked a real talent. And then they had a bad week again. I think the Lions went there and stuffed them, didn't they? Put 40 on them. But then this week, they've, they absolutely destroyed the Titans. Um, and they play the Titans again in a couple of weeks. Um, so I know they've got a, a couple of tough games coming up. The Jaguars, but it's in their hands, and they'd be a really fun team in that AFC. Much more fun than watching Derek Henry get the ball 40 times for three yards of carry, certainly. So I'd like them to get in. Um, I'd like them to get in, not at the expense of the Jets. Is, is what I say. I do want to see the Jets in the playoffs. Um, team out, Bucks well, get out. Yeah, a couple yeah. of reasons. They, they stink. They they're awful to watch. Yeah. They are they are hard work and smelly. Um, well, I've sort of a bit of a gripe on them for a few years, but actually, the most the most important if they'd have if they hadn't have come back against the Saints, that NFC South would now be a three way tie, which is quite exciting. But the main reason I want the Bucks out is because I want the Panthers in as well. Um, just because Dave picked them to win the division at the start of the season and it was ridiculous, but he's they look like the best team in that division now, and I, so I'd like the Bucks out and I'd like the Panthers in. Uh, so Bucks okay. out, Jags in for me
2: very
0: okay. wise when on well. Yeah. Uh yeah, not not quite firing on all cylinders. This evening is uh, is, is our Dave. Um I'm going to be really obvious as a Giants fan here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say I'd really quite like the Giants to to make the playoffs. Um I'm not sure that that's likely at the moment given the skid that they're on and uh, and just being unable to sort of find anything and with the Commanders this weekend it just it's not looking positive. And In the same vein, um, I'd quite like the Commanders not to make the playoffs. (laughs) Um, And again, it's purely selfish reasons. It's because I'd like the Giants to make it. Um, I'm not sure the Giants deserve to make the playoffs from overall performances this season. But certainly from a turnaround point of view, from the level of performance that they've got from... Uh, what is essentially the same squad with a new head coach? I just think that it would be a a just reward for for Brian Dayball to to make the playoffs. I know they wouldn't go any further than sort of first round, but it would be good.
1: And yeah, I just anybody at, at that expense would be would be absolutely marvelous. It, it's not, the, the commanders are probably not the main competition. You, you you've got to be looking at teams like the Lions and like the Seahawks, really, because the Seahawks are in a bit of a free fall. And if you can. If you can catch them, you know they've got a tough run as well. You, you you might get ahead of them. We um we spoke quite a lot about
0: Gino at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season in the first sort of seven or eight episodes of of utter Punch. Gino was a regular feature. He's come out this week and said that he's been playing too aggressively, almost like he's been trying too hard um, to sort of find the Seahawks a a win. Is there anything in that, or is it is it just excuse finding, Dave? What do you think?
2: No, it's very much there. You can see it. the reason why he was so effective earlier in the season is he just kept the chains moving and then the big play would open up. He's looking for it too early. He's hanging on to the ball too long. And he's kind of looking a little bit more like he did when he was with the Jets, where people felt that he hung on to the ball a bit too long and, and, and basically invited the pressure. Um but he's much older, more mature now. He, he's recognised it himself, I think. Uh, I can see the Seahawks correcting and tightening up as they go down the stretch. But a very young team and the, the draft class has been excellent, but there have been a few little holes appearing. Um, but yeah, Pete Carroll did such a good job coaching this bunch up earlier this season. I mean, I didn't expect him to be anywhere near playoff contention, to be honest with you. They've so done an incredible job. Um, and I, I think that they will recover down the stretch and possibly sneak in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I think they probably will do because they always beat us when we come across them. You, um... So, yeah. 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 They'll be there.
0: You go and have a slurp of that hot honey and lemon, will you? Just save that voice, because we're going to need you a little bit later on when we get to the previews of the eight games. Uh, look, punts has been working uh, behind the scenes this week to try and get some bits and pieces moving. So uh, on that note, I would like to give a shout-out to uh, René and Simon from End Zone Kit, all right? They're out in Denver. René's out in Denver. Um, hello hopefully watch this space we'll have something for you to be able to get your teeth stuck into with end zone care over the course of the next couple of weeks cross fingers uh yep yeah, so more on that to come on utter punts right i think give everybody a bit of a chance to take a breather let's wrap up last week shall we because well it completely cocked up all of our predictions that's what it did from beginning to end it was terrible first up it's Raiders at Rams Baker Mayfield was waived on Monday picked up by the Rams on Tuesday practiced Wednesday and on Thursday led his new team to two late fourth quarter touchdowns and a 17-16 win over the Raiders clutch, clutch, clutch 22 of 35 for 230 and a pair of touchdowns for Baker he said after the game I don't know if you could write it any better than that eagles at giants next one-way traffic this one as we all predicted on the pod last week eagles are into the playoffs thanks to three more touchdowns from the man who's now favorite for the mvp title jalen Hurts. he bagged two through the air and rounded it off with one using those magical feet to crown off a 48 22 win over the giants Bucks at Niners. And right, so if you didn't already think that the Niners were among the favourites to win the Super Bowl this season, you must do now. Their third string quarterback dismantled Brady and the Bucks with a 35-7 win in Santa Clara. Brock Purdy was the final pick in the NFL draft this season and becomes the first quarterback ever ever to beat Brady at the first time of asking. All of this came after a monstrous hit on the opening play of his first drive too. Lap it up, Brock. Lap it up. <laughs> Dolphins at Chargers. Look, just go home, NFL. You're clearly pissed. The Chargers produced potentially their best game of the season to beat the Dolphins 23 17 on Sunday night. Justin Herbert threw for 367 and a touchdown, and the win moved them briefly into the final AFC playoff spot ahead of the Jets. That is, until this happened New England Patriots 27 Arizona Cardinals 13 and Kyler Murray's season is done. An ACL injury means he's not coming back. Raekwon Miller was the star here. He spied a loose ball on the ground to give the Patriots the go-ahead score. So let me set the tone for you. One-on-one, linebacker versus lineman, and it turned out to be touchdown time for Miller, who said post-game, if I can't beat a lineman, then I don't deserve to be out here. I mean, you've got to love that attitude. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bonkers one in the NFL this week. Uh, all wrapped up for you there. Let's hope that this week's eight games are a little bit easier for us to deal with. Uh, on the way, we're going to be doing our Utter Punt of the Week. We always finish on that, so we'll find somebody that we're not particularly happy with and see whether we can adorn them with the glittering badge on their chest of being the Utter Punt of the Week. We'll also review uh, preview all of the games that are coming up this week. Now, there's a little bit of... Um, confusion this week because we've got two Saturday games as well as the three Sunday games the Thursday night game and the Monday game and there's games all over the place so we'll run you through absolutely everything and if you miss anything don't worry about it because you'll be able to find it on our socials our social media uh, on Instagram we're at Utter UK and on Twitter we're at Utter Pod it would be lovely to hear from you would be really lovely to hear from you Kino's already corrected me to say Liam there's three Saturday games there's not actually there's two Saturday games because one is at one one o'clock on Sunday morning, Dave, so you can get straight in the bin, can't you? Uh,
1: yes, right. That just means there's four Sunday games, though, yeah. so one of them's wrong.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shh! I was supposed
0: to... What? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, actually, there's not four Sunday games. There's that's only three Sunday games. because f- games. There's two on Monday, and I didn't mention the Monday games, so no. the pair of you can get in the bin, can't you? <laughs> It's a lot There's, of games. <laughs> there are a lot of games, and I wasn't wrong when I described any of that. So the pair of How you much can wind it you in, that? not enough to deal with you. Uh, right, let's start this week's previews. Uh, the Friday game, which is actually the Thursday late game in the United States of America, uh, 49ers at Seahawks is the game, and I say it every week. I always pick one, don't I? Where I go, this one looks like it should be really, really straightforward. But
1: this one looks like it should be really, really straightforward, Dan. I think so. I, and you know that since since Brock Bird has come in, they've the San Francisco Forty Nineers have beaten the Dolphins sort of thirty eight ten, and then the the Bucks thirty five seven. So they've they've absolutely trounced these two teams. And I know it's not just the offense, and the, the quarterback will have to do a bit more. And he did seem to get more comfortable as the game went on, and they were sort of opening the playbook up to him, You can see and. He just looks really comfortable and, and really competent. And if you did, if you took the name away, actually, he looked like a, a seasoned vet. I, I, I know Dave thinks the Seahawks are going to round into form at some point and maybe make a sort of solidify and and, and try to get the get the final push against get the playoffs. I'm I'm not convinced at all. I I think they've lost their run game. They've lost their offensive line. It's not playing as well as it was. The the, the ratings are all really low. That's why Geno's having to be more aggressive because he's having to get the ball out sooner. And he does need a bit of time and the run game has completely collapsed so Kenneth Walker has, has disappeared off the face of the earth um, and you know they're running DJ Dallas back there and it's just not as effective and without that he looks more susceptible to, to a pass rush and oh my what a pass rush is coming in now Yeah. Um, so that's it, it's a real strength of the 49ers against a real weakness of the Seahawks and um, I I really like the 49ers I think I've been really clear on that I, I can't see this anything but a 49ers win and I'm really surprised that they're only giving up three points in the game on, on, on the line Dave
2: I think if the Seahawks are going to have any hope at all they're going to have to run the ball all day yeah. um, they're, they're going to have to establish a run and see if I can open up the run game for them I did see the Kenneth Walker actually trained this week uh, okay. so potentially he's got to be back for it um, but The Niners just look so good. So, I mean, what team at the moment could really match up with them for for confidence and maybe only the Lions? And I could see that being, uh, you know, that that would be a cracking matchup. But, yeah, potentially happening in the playoffs, huh? Yeah, I I mean, for
0: for me, this one, as I said right at the beginning, looks really straightforward for all of the reasons that you've mentioned. But I think... um... They're just better, aren't they, than Niners on both sides of the ball, Uh, even with a third string quarterback who was the final pick in the draft who's come in, and for the first time, he becomes the first quarterback in history, I don't know whether you picked this up, Um, the first quarterback in history to beat Tom Brady at the first time of asking, so he was picked last in the draft and becomes the first quarterback in history to beat Tom Brady first time out, and... I don't think that's down to him entirely. I think it's probably down to just how good the Niners are. But um, yeah, I I can't see, I can't, as it stands, I can't see anybody more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll just
1: have to wait and see. Right, predictions all round, please. Dan? 49ers, uh, fairly comfortably. I've I've looked at a, a bet builder, which is San Francisco minus two and a half. And under 43 points because I, I think they'll just shut the Seahawks tight, down tight. Um, it, that's two to one. So I think that's probably probably my tip, but definitely the 49ers. Yeah, definitely the 49ers
0: for me too. And Dave, what about you? Which way are you going with this? If you say uh-huh. the Seahawks, I'm literally getting in the car and driving down there to punch don't, you. Don't send Interesting. No, <laughs> I wasn't going to say
1: that.
2: Uh, <laughs> It's so tempting right now. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, this is a podcast, I guess, so maybe not. But um, what I was going to say was 49ers definitely, but it's actually the second quarterback to beat Tom Brady the first time of have asked him because I did it the first time I played Madden uh, with Teddy War in 2015 yeah so. but I mean yeah okay alright I'll give it to you I'll give it to real, you real life you're probably correct
0: yeah <laughs> real life I'm definitely correct in Kino Fantasyland I'm definitely not uh, right okay it was a big day for the franchise <laughs> it was a huge day for the franchise uh, right let's move on to the next lot of games Cult at Vikings is the first game on Saturday that's Saturday at 6 o'clock before we get on to the preview need to talk to you about the pub this week so for those of you that um, listen to the podcast regularly and if you don't welcome along I'm going to explain it to you don't worry about it Um, we have support from a pub in Stockport called the Nook and Broom they're in a place called Bramall which is just south of Stockport and they offer fantastic deals in association with the podcast those deals are if we name an anytime touchdown scorer in normally the six o'clock Sunday 9.25 Sunday games you get a free pint if you're in the pub when it happens right? Really straightforward. This week, that offer has been extended out, Dan, to include the two Saturday, the yeah. two Saturday games, and the two Sunday games. So it's the six and nine o'clock games. Is effectively on the Saturday and the same on the Sunday. And if we name an anytime touchdown scorer, you get a free pint. I mean, don't get much better than that, really. Well, you can.
1: Um, I can top it. There's an extra offer as you, well. You kidding? So. No. Dave, so because Dave. last week they've picked Odell Beckham Jr. to be an anytime touchdown scorer in the Giants Eagles game, even though he plays for neither team. Yeah, <laughs> um, the chaps down at the pub have found that hilarious and they've offered that if OBJ scores an anytime touchdown anywhere for anyone this season, you will get a free pint if you're in the pub. The ultimate anytime touchdown scorer, um, although news today says he's probably not going to sign until March, but we can live in hope, you never know. Um so hey, well done can Dave. I have
2: TY yeah. come coming
1: as an
0: alternative. no You could no, have you done it if you'd
1: have said that last week, if you'd been
0: more sensible. Yeah, instead of picking OBJ. <laughs> uh so could, have, could have looked brilliant, couldn't it? Oh, this well. is OBJ at any stage. So if you signed for anybody, yeah. even in the postseason, any stage, mm-hmm. OBJ scores a touchdown. It's a free pint if you're in the nook and broom when it happens. So? I mean, yeah. that is not bad at all. Not bad at all. Let's get on to the Saturdays at the Vikings, shall we? Um Indianapolis Colts at Dave's Vikings and therefore it probably
1: makes sense to let Dan go first. The Saturdays on a Saturday. Yeah. It is written, isn't it? <laughs> it is written. They're gonna get absolutely spanked. Um I have <laughs> I have zero faith in the Vikings postseason. I've been really clear on that. That they will the teams in their division will cause them a massive problem. And I don't think they've fixed it, although I do buy in some into Dave's um theory that they're just loving people to think that so that they can surprise them on the big day. Um we'll see. Um the Colts are rubbish. They they're not in contention. The Vikings are at home. They're the better team. They're, they're, they should be lined up for the playoffs. They just need to be aggressive. They've been really good against really average or bad teams this season. That's why their record's so good. Um the Colts offer nothing to to worry the Vikings and I can't believe the Vikings are only giving away the same points as the 49ers. Before we go to Dave, what I would like to say dear listener is is this.
0: Um there have been several other points this season where Dan has been very, very, <laughs> very certain that the Colts were going to lose. And what's happened on those occasions, Dan?
1: Well, they, they lost against the Eagles just, didn't they? Yeah, they, they cost- lost against the Steelers. When you put, the, put them to beat the Steelers, they didn't. Yeah, I put, the, I put the Steelers to beat them. No, I'm pretty good against the Colts this year. Yeah, shit. It's easy. <laughs> but. Yeah, but they, they've cost us a bit of cash as well. I'm not, did, I'm not they, wrong in that. They, they have us cost us money. The yeah. It was the ultimate train wrecker, wasn't they, yeah. weren't they? And that's probably why I've declared vengeance on them. Yeah, no, um, that's fair. And, but since then, they've they've really done us loads of favors. I just I, I can't see anything from the Colts really. I'd, Taylor Taylor's probably back, but surely the Vikings have got enough to stop
0: that. Are we getting Dave Kirko Chains or are we getting Kirk Cousins? Are we getting
2: the fourth court the fourth
0: cutthroat court or are we going to get <laughs> Kirk Cousins? That's the big question.
2: So Kirk Cousins. Can't be blamed for what happened over the weekend. That wasn't on him. And like it's not often I will actually exonerate him, but he threw for a record number of yards in a in a Vikings game to Justin Jefferson. Like 223 yards. Like he stayed in the pocket, he got smashed up um and basically tried to drive us back into the game. A fake punt and a <laughs> a a play to a right tackle on a sweep, ended the game, right? The Vikings have given up over 400 yards in the last five games, again, a franchise record. Um, Why does this sound like you're about to pick the Colts? Nothing's changed this week. I expected us to fire our defensive coordinator, or at least make a change in terms (laughs) of who's calling the plays, (laughs) Um, but nothing's happened. Um, So all in all, definitely take Jonathan Taylor to score a touchdown against us but we should beat them just, just faking you out a little bit there love. yeah. So no, getting, no, I, there, was, the shimmy, there the was, shimmy, was a level getting, of the concern shimmy. there you know, I'm going to be honest with I'm, you from both I'm of us. under orders to, to pick correctly and not just for ships and giggles this week right <laughs> so don't worry I'll do okay he's so
0: grumpy when he's I ill I don't know who he picked so. yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get clarity on that right now uh, Dan who are you picking uh, Vikings okay I mean, easy uh, Dave who are you picking Awesome. I'm, I'm picking the Vikings. Eric was absolutely my dog. My German Shepherd downstairs absolutely, um, absolutely. He might In fact, he might. He, he's probably asking to go outside. That's probably what's happening. But we're all stuck in this room chatting about producer. American football. Off you go, producer. Disappear. <laughs> he's gone, to be fair. Uh, he's he's left a parting gift as well. I won't describe it to you, but it, was, it involved a finger. Um, yeah, so you're picking... Uh, Vikings. Cult, the Vikings, Vikings uh, Dave's picking the Vikings although he did try
1: and throw us a curveball I'm picking Vikings I can't see it going any other way there's, um, there's another nice one here which is Vikings minus two and a half yeah. and under 47 points because I think the Vikings will get up and I don't think the Colts can do much um, and that's, that's two to one as well so I think that's a that's a cracking little double alright good
0: stuff uh, and any time touchdown scorer for the pub who are we going to go with got to be Jefferson Justin Jefferson it? yeah
1: although Gilmore will be on Jefferson
2: yeah he will Um, I think we might go to Hockinson in the end zone this week Mm. get him on board a bit more
1: okay
0: I'm up for that so we're going to go Hockinson over Jefferson All right. so uh, Hockinson to grab an any time touchdown score wins you a free pint if you're in the Nook and Broom in Bramall don't forget we've got to pick one for the next game and the two uh, Sunday game, 6 o'clock, 9.25. Obviously, they're not open at 1.15 in the morning. So uh, let's move swiftly on to Ravens at Browns. Now, given that I went to Dan first for the Vikings, it's only fair that I go to Dave first for the Ravens. How do you see this one going, mate? Sorry, who are the Ravens playing again? The, the Browns.
2: Oh Ohio Browns. Ex- exactly. Exactly. This uh, Sean Watson look like? Wow. Look like an Ohio river, cool. steaming garbage. Um, oh mate like if it's well known for it, I'm pretty sure that they could get some form of renewable energy off it. If I actually built some kind of like convection system off the top of it and just like started absorbing the heat. Um, it might actually be, you know, the way forward, but yeah, I, the, the, the way Watson's looked, unless you are issues Texans, I can't really see the brands beating anyone at the moment. Um, I almost feel bad for Deshaun Watson like he's looked that bad and mm. I don't have any sympathy for that man so there you go definitely the Ravens regardless of who's a quarterback and you've got your running backs back and your O-line starting to come back so Ravens are starting to look a lot more like what I expected at the start of the year
1: yeah the Browns are favourites um, and I, I think it's because there's a bit of confusion over the quarterback situation put put minds at rest a little bit Tyler will, is is practising so he's yeah, I think he has to practice two clear days to clear the concussion protocol. He will, but Anthony Brown is is a functional replacement. And like like Dave said, I think in in two quarters that Huntley was out against the Steelers, who were a much better defense than the than the Browns. Certainly against the run, um, they only threw the ball six times because they they ran it for over 200 on the ground because they they did have Dobbins back and back after sort of two knee surgeries. He's a he's a real Jenga piece in that Ravens offense because with the line playing well. A player like him, who's a who's, who's an old fashioned sort of scat back, who can take the ball on a short pass, you can run the ball at the middle. He's, he's a rare, rare beast, J.K. Dobbins, and he's a very talented guy. Compare him with Gus Edwards, who's a, an absolute tank up the middle, and they're hard to stop. And the Browns are terrible against the run, um, so they're great on, as a pass rushing team. But we're not going to the Ravens won't pass the ball; they don't need to. Um, and the Ravens' defense—I've written down that the Ravens' defense is starting to look like the best defense going into the AFC champ, AFC playoffs. Um, I, I really think that the ad, the addition of Roquan Smith has it's freed up Patrick Queen. I think those two as a linebacking duo are probably now as good as there is in the AFC. Um, I think there's a couple of NSC teams that have got some decent ones as well, but the, in the AFC, I think the Ravens with the secondary with Marcus Williams back, with Gal Hamilton playing well, with Chuck Clark back in there, the cornerbacks are covered. So they Calais Campbell's having a, an absolutely outstanding season at the front. The Ravens look a top 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 defence, and I don't think the Browns are going to do much against them. I can't see the Browns scoring more than 20 points. So the Ravens have just got to score 20 points to win the game. Um, and I, I think the Ravens should do that, and I, I'd back them to win. Seems more than
0: fair. I don't think I've got anything to add, really, other than predictions. Please, we're going Ravens. I'm going Ravens, Dan. Ravens for me. Uh, Dave? Don't do it. Definitely Ravens, mate. Heart stopping pauses. <laughs> Torman Giants pain. Heart stopping pauses.
1: There's a nice little double bet here. Um again it's around two to one as a double, but it's the Ravens plus seven and a half because they're not favourites, but that might change once the news comes out that, that it's not gonna be Anthony Brown that's starting, it's Tyler Huntley. Um and under forty three and a half points total is uh, is fifteen to eight. And I think if the Ravens lose it'll be it'll be a twenty seventeen game either way. So the the seven and a half points is ridiculous. And, Take that. Uh, right, anytime touchdown scorer for Ravens at Browns if you
0: want a free pint at the pub. Dan, who are you going with? I'd go with J.K. Dobbins, I think. Mm-hmm. Dave, anybody uh, anybody that you would pick?
2: I'd definitely go with uh, J.K.
0: Dobbins. Uh, I'm not going to argue against you two on this one, especially the Ravens fan who's um, who's watched more minutes of the Ravens than I have this season, that's for certain. So we'll go J.K. Dobbins, that works for me. Cool, so if you're at uh, the Nook and Broom on Saturday, don't forget free Pint, Uh, if Hockinson or Dobbins go in for a touchdown in the 6 o'clock, or uh, 9.30, I think it is, 9.30 games. Uh, Sunday, 1.15, so overnight Sunday, uh, overnight Saturday into Sunday, is Dolphins at Bills. Now, this could be an absolute corker. If they decide to go toe-to-toe here, if they decide to just go all-out attack for four quarters, this could be an a, a, a incredible fixture. Uh, Dan, do you think it will go like that? And are you in agreement that it could be right up there with one of the games of the season? It could be.
1: Um, I, I honestly don't think it will. And there's a couple of reasons. One, that the, the Dolphins have been just stopped a little bit the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I've looked back at... As I, as I do. I've looked back at what the 49ers did to them, first of all, and then what the Chargers did. And they, the Chargers just copied what the 49ers did for the reign of that game. And that was they jammed the receivers at the point at the line of scrimmage. So the timing was off for Tua. And he's looked really inaccurate, really slow. And his passes haven't been on time. And it's just because they've disrupted the, the, the route um, at the point of scrimmage. So you can contact a wide receiver within the first five yards. It's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. So if you jam someone there, if it's a one, two, three pass, they're not where they should be. yeah. And it's very simple and it, it's, it is coachable around. And the Bills aren't great in the secondary, but they have got some players back this this week. There's also going to be seven inches of snow in the game and it's definitely not going to be moved. Um, so this is going to be a frosty, lower-than-expected scoring game. I think doesn't take away from the fact I think it'll be an intriguing game to watch. How do we know it's definitely not going to be moved? Uh, because my cousin's got tickets and he's been told the game definitely won't be moved and they're all going. Fair enough. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get moved last minute, like uh, well, it's like it did storm. the last snowstorm. So, yeah, the, the river, the the lake snow that came in a few weeks ago isn't as is, this isn't severe. This is just a winter snow, so it's a it's a flurry more than anything. So they will play the game, but it will be icy temperatures, very wintry. Um, the, when these two played in earlier in the season, it was in Miami. It was ninety degrees and the Bills were gassed. Uh, this is not going to be the case here and that the, the, the Bills look will probably look a bit too strong, I think, but probably not as high as people think.
2: Okay. Dave. So um with what well, with the, the fact that it's a snow game, it is interesting because earlier this season I think the Dolphins pretty much fried the Bills, mm-hmm. like literally left them out in the sun to yeah. to kind yeah. kind of swing out there. Them. Um <laughs> This time around, you're right in what you're saying about um, the, the, the Dolphins' offence having been worked out. They're disrupting things in the line of scrimmage, but there are ways of getting players open that I reckon they're going to adjust to actually playing with some pick routes uh, and getting them for, getting themselves more free receivers. They'll also probably go with multiple uh, players running routes from the uh, slot instead of having them out wide. Um, and I think they'll just adjust. Bro. It's Waddle back yet.
1: Yeah, he's trained a few times this week. I think I think he'll be. I think he'll play definitely. Um, I, I worry about Waddle that he's not. They're not letting him get a hundred percent though. Yeah. The problem the yeah. Dolphins have got is they've got to keep playing. They've got a tough running, and they need to keep winning because the, the Patriots somehow keep winning, which is.
2: I, I think the key to this will actually be the Dolphins' run game, and yeah. if I can get their run game going, there's not that much of it on film because McDaniel's <laughs> just loves to call passing plays, right? Um, but there's every opportunity for this to be. Uh, A low-scoring game, but a competitive one. Um, Although I think the Bills will come out on top in the end simply because Josh Allen is better suited to these conditions than Tua. Uh, I can see him being able to add to the run game a lot more easily than than Tua can. I mean, Tua, um, previously I've I've seen him get a horrific injury trying to to hold someone off when he's hip dislocated. So I don't think that he's going to... Going to want to be uh, getting too involved in the run game himself, not with the concussions either. So just in terms of the, the physical capabilities of a quarterback coping coping with that cold or whatever, and it's something the two are just won't be used to either. I mean, he's been playing out in Miami. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be half of them, but I think the Dolphins will keep it competitive, um, but the Bills will ultimately win out. Yeah, I and think... it will be much lower scoring than people expect. Yeah. Dan's bang on. Yeah,
0: like I, I think I think you're right. I think. Um... I still think the Bills are probably the better team out of the two of them as well. So that, that helps out. Um, I think you're both right. I think with the with the weather can be a big factor. We we joke about it quite a bit, don't we? But actually, it, it's a great leveller when you've got seven inches of snow on the ground and it's minus five. Um, it, it becomes a bit, it becomes a, a different game completely. So I'm going to go Bills two. So
1: uh, is that Bills all round? We all pick Bills? Yep. I, I've... I've juggled a bit with this one because the the, the Dolphins are getting six and a half points, um, and I think it will be close. I'm going to go with the Bills because I think, like Dave just said, there it'll come down to the Miami run game. The Bills are really good against the run, yeah. So I think, and actually they're a better run defense than a pass defense. So I'm I'm going to go Bills. Yeah,
2: just. Right. I I think the the big chance when I was speaking about the running game, I should I should have been more explicit. Uh, I think the short passing game will come into it as well. I think the pitches, tosses, uh, the screen game, they're going to be trying to hit them from different angles and stopping people from jamming the receivers by basically shortening up their game massively. And because it's a snow game, it'll be okay for them to do that. Um, They will... Because I mean, Tyreek Hill's so fleet-footed. If anyone can move quickly on snow, it will be him. So it will be interesting to see if they do hit anything long. But yeah, I think, ultimately, I just think the Bills are better suited to the conditions, and that'll be what brings them out on top.
0: We've seen that Dink Dunk offense from from the Bills already this season. We know how capable they are of doing it. So yeah, that's that's a good shout. So Bills all round, but we think it's going to be tight.
1: So under Dan, under yeah. Well, you can get you can get Miami plus eight and a half. Um, And the top under 47.5 in the game at 15 to 8, which lights up the Christmas tree for me. Yeah, well, take it. Um, Let's move on. Uh,
0: Right, it's Dave's Lions at Dan's Jets, uh, is the next one that we're going to be looking at, which is the Sunday six o'clock game, uh, which means we need an anytime touchdown scorer for the Nook and Broom as well. Um, We're going to do this one slightly differently because Dan. Is a fan of the Jets for what well, you got a soft spot for the Jets, haven't you? Yeah, you have, and Dave, you've definitely got a soft spot for the Lions at the minute, haven't you?
2: I've got a soft spot for Man Campbell.
0: Oh, yeah, MC, <laughs> MCDC, I can understand it. So, I'm going to get you to um, try and juke this one out. All right, I want Dan to tell me why the Jets are going to win this game, and I want Dave. To tell me why the Lions are going to win this game. And the look on Dan's face straight away says, You've sold me a wrong ear, Bradford. Um, all right, so who's going first? Should we go with home side first? Jets first? Do you want to swap, Dan?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> dear. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's swap. Oh, so, so <laughs> I, 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 I you're gonna know.
0: you're gonna articulate why you think that Dave's Lions are gonna win, yeah, and he's gonna say why he thinks he, your Jets are gonna win,
2: yeah. All right, uh, off you forget, go, then Dan. Dan. Dan's just been back through multiple podcasts, understanding that I just say something to produce content, <laughs> so like, I might as well carry on doing that over here, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay,
1: that works for me. All right, carry on, then, boys. Um, I think the Lions are better. I think they're playing at the moment. If nobody would want to play them in the playoffs, I don't even think the 49ers or the Eagles would really like to face them. Um, and the Jets, are a bit like the, a bit like the Giants and a bit like the Seahawks, that early season rhythm they had seems to have been found out and lost. And I think the, I think the Jets are struggling um, without the running game now. I think they've really, really started to show up there. And although they've been in the games against the Vikings. Um, their defence kept them in that game and kept giving them the ball back and they, they still couldn't take advantage of it. I think they had five red zone visits to, and they scored three points. Um, they should have beaten the Vikings. They couldn't quite get it over the line. The Lions just look like they can score from anywhere. And they've now added Jamison Williams, who I picked up in my Dynasty League at the start this evening, even though he's injured, he's going to miss most of the season because he is an absolute lights out wide receiver, or he will be, I think. And he's his first pass received in the NFL was a 41-yard touchdown on Sunday. So you're adding him to... Amon Rasey Brown to DJ Chark they've got DeAndre Swift finally healthy they've got Jamal Williams who's the leading touchdown scorer as a running back Jared Goff's playing like the Jared Goff that took the Rams to the Super Bowl um, a few years ago their line looks tremendous they're throwing passes to the right guard um, did you see that Dan Campbell sort of said he was watching the Mexican wave and didn't hear the offensive coordinator call the pass to Su <laughs> <laughs> and he went
0: what ah, comes are we doing to later when Dan. he caught it yeah <laughs> yeah
1: um, they're a great fun team. I, I like the Jets. I, I just, there's a bit of confusion. I think Zach Wilson's going to be backing as backup because Mike White isn't 100%. I think he's got broken with a bit of the Herbert thing. They're not protecting these guys very particularly very well. The Lions are scoring 25 points regular. The Jets aren't. Lions for me. This is
0: interesting. They've also got um, the rookie, haven't they, who is right up there for. Um, defensive player of the year is it Aiden Hutchinson yeah um mm-hmm. so it saw that his name has been mentioned in a load of articles this week because there's they're obviously getting to that point of the season where there's not a lot right lot going on in terms of ups and downs and who's going to make it who's not going to make it so they're trying to find to write something and that sort of defensive player of the year stories come out and I, I did see Aiden Hutchinson mentioned in in a few of those as well
1: he's mentioned because he was a high draft pick he was taken second overall yeah. he should have been taken first overall really um but I think the Jagu- I think the Jaguars knew because he was a he was a Detroit boy Hutchinson. I think they knew he was going to he wanted to play there. The best player on their defense is another rookie, and he's Rodrigo. He was a I think he was a fourth round or fifth round mm. pick linebacker. He is playing lights out at the moment. He won't get any credit because he's a he's a late draft pick. But watch him on Sunday. He is a cannonball. That kid. Love it. Love it. All right. So that's why the Lions are
0: going to win it, Dave. Why are the Jets going to win this one?
2: Okay, so. Darren Goff has been playing incredibly well. However, the big vulnerability for Jared... He
0: said Jared. He definitely said Jared.
2: What what did you think I said? Darren Goff. Oh, we'll go with Darren Goff. Why not? (laughs) Didn't he used to play cricket for Yorkshire? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Awesome. Uh, So, Jared Goff has has been playing to a very high level, but what he does struggle with is interior pressure. And they've got Quinn and Williams. um, I know he's injured. He's out. <laughs> I've got here. Exactly. Okay, that, so that the was only reasons, point sorry. I was going to make about yeah. why the Jets might potentially win is <laughs> <Yeah, it's>, it, <laughs> it, it, the psychological issue of the fact that if the Lions win, they go 500, and I don't think the Lions psychologically will get over becoming a 500 team. They've got more work to do to get there. They've been fighting back, but we've been fighting back from a dead and buried position. Yeah, it's almost fair. been garbage time yeah. for them, right? They've they've gone into games with the expectation that they can go and put on their best performance. And there's not been any expectations. People were talking about Dan Campbell potentially getting fired, which was nonsense because he clearly had a very positive impact. We're in every game. Um, The offence has been outstanding for the Lions, yes, but the Jets' defence has also been pretty outstanding. And I think that if if the Jets' offence can find something against the Detroit Lions' defence, which is 31st in the league, don't forget. So there is the opportunity here for there to be some games made by the Jets, regardless of who's playing. And it strikes me that when they're playing a vanilla defense, that's when the Jets actually pile up some yards, some points, uh, and that's what the Lions play. That's their big weakness. They're multiple on, on offense, but I think that the strengths actually kind of collide with each other to an extent. That gives the Jets the opportunity, particularly with the fact that I think the Lions will struggle to get over the hurdle of, of actually getting into the playoff picture. Um,
0: right. I'm just very aware that we are. <laughs> not getting through these quite as quickly as I thought we were going to get through them. we still got three more to go. So predictions all round, please.
1: Dan, uh, I think what Dave's saying is right, but I think that's what's happened to the Jets. Since they've become favourites in the game, they can't win them. Lions for me. Uh, Dave?
2: <laughs> Lions. Yeah, it's really. the Lions for me as well.
0: Just <laughs> just run of form, I think, um, momentum with the Lions, uh, despite having tried valiantly to argue to the contrary. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Anytime touchdown scorer in this one, please. I'd be
1: tempted
0: to go Swift or or Jamal Williams. All right. Well, DeAndre Swift gets the pick then as the anytime touchdown scorer. Don't forget free pint if you're in the pub when he scores. Um, This is the Nook and Broom in Bramwell If you, uh, for whatever reason, didn't hear me say it earlier on, uh, South Manchester. Get yourself in there. Really, really decent uh, on a Sunday evening for the NFL. Bengals at Bucks is the 9:25 game. and um, well, the Bucks were so smelly last week; they were just terrible. And the Bengals appear to be just maybe turning a corner in terms of form. Maybe,
1: I, I'm, Dan, help me out. You're right. I, I, I'd, I'd love the Bucks to stand up here. I, I'm the Bengals and the Ravens are on the same record now. The Ravens have a better head-to-head. Head. They beat the Bengals. They play the Bengals Week 18. It's going to be a cracking game. The Ravens are trying to hang on with Lamar out. To, Um, to try and keep that record ahead. Um, And we need the Bengals drop a game. We needed them to lose against the Titans. They didn't. The Chiefs, they didn't. Now they're playing the books. It looked like a real gauntlet they had. It doesn't look that way anymore. They are playing really well. However, they haven't got T Higgins, or he's only day-to-day in training. Tyler Boyd is only day-to-day in training. So all those weapons they have, Joe Mixon isn't fully back yet. All those weapons they have aren't 100%. You're just wondering, at some point, are we too long in the season now for the Bucks to make a statement game? Because the only time they've won has been really scrappy. When they've played good teams, they've been they've been destroyed. Really, um, what, I, I can't think of anything other than it's they, they keep it into a one score game and Brady gets the ball last. That the, the Bucks beat the Bengals as much as I want them to. I think this is Cincinnati. They look like a class team. and The Bucks look like they mightn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, I um I I'll watch
0: the Bucks and just held my head in my hands for long periods last weekend. Um, I I think, look, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it feels very much to me like Tom Brady has got a lot going on in his life. And I'm not quite sure we're seeing the same level of commitment out of him that we've seen in previous seasons. And I um, I think that's reflecting in performances. And I think just from a psychological point of view, if you're a member of that team and you've got Tom Brady, who you know can perform at X level, but you're not getting the same kind of commitment to the cause that you were getting out of him in previous seasons, I think subconsciously everybody takes a backward step. And maybe, despite him being the greatest player the NFL has ever seen, despite him being the GOAT, he could potentially be the problem here for the Bucks. And until that gets sorted out, I can't see them getting any better. Uh, Dave, how do you see this one going?
2: Uh, I'm more than happy to to move on with the Bucks condemned. That's been quite frankly terrible at the moment. Yeah, all right, good.
0: So
1: Bengals all around, yeah. Bengals all around, lovely stuff. Uh, any value in this at all? Yeah, the, the Bengals are only giving up three points. What? Um, Take it. Seems seems a bit crazy, and um, the point line is forty three. I can see them them going that, although. the, the the Bucks can't score seventeen points, so uh, I think you probably go with the, on the under. But I would just go the Bengals outright. I think. <laughs> Good
0: stuff. Uh, anytime touchdown scorer, Bengals at Bucks. Uh, oh, Chase. Yeah, maybe Dave. Any advance on Jamar Chase? Um, but, yeah, it's hard. Can't go back. on Sunday. This
1: back up running back. What's that, mate? Pirine. Uh Yeah, P. That's that's correct, isn't
2: it? They're running back. Yeah, I'd, I'd. Unless Mixon's back, which I don't think he is, I'll, I'll go with Sam G.
0: P. Ryan. Who are we picking then? P. Ryan or Chase? I'm up for P. Ryan, really. All right, let's do that. We'll go with Dave. If you get it wrong, blame him. Uh, he's available for you at PO Box Birmingham. Um, right, moving on again to Monday. So the Sunday late game, Monday overnight game, Giants at Commanders. Oh my God! Um, you go first, Liam. Yeah, do d- d- you know what? I've, I mean, I've already we've already spoken about this earlier on the podcast, and. and I'm desperate for the Giants to make the playoffs, but their run of performance is not great. They have made an addition this week, haven't they? They've grabbed the guy from, is it Philadelphia? They've taken taken a wide receiver. They've definitely um, bolstered the wide receiver ranks, and I, I, which is a good thing because there's been no wide receivers to aim at at all. So mm. they needed something. I just can't see how this Giants side beats the Commanders, who have just quietly got the job done this season and every time they've been written off they've come up with a result if there was a game that I thought the Giants might potentially turn it round in it would be this one I just can't see how that's going to happen as it stands so really straightforward it's going to be tight the Giants will come back to it in the fourth quarter like they uh, have done in every game, but I think the game will be done and dusted by the time we get to that point, so it'll be the commanders for me. Dan? Um, so,
1: some hope, I suppose, for you, is that, that the commanders were the better team when they met two weeks ago, but they it took them a... It was a last-second touchdown pass to get, take the game to overtime, and then both teams really played for the tie because a tie didn't need of them any harm, really. Yeah, at that point, it, it, it doesn't now. Um, but I think the Giants at that point threw everything um mm-hmm. at the commanders to get that lead and i think once you've seen it i don't think you can pull it over them again and that I, when you, when you when it's a tight game like this and it is a tight game it's a divisional game they know each other well they play very similar types of football um i think this would be a really good game to watch it's the type of game i really enjoy watching um because it's just a bit messy but the best unit in this is the washington defense by 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 in some way yeah um, and at this time of year in these sort of conditions that it will be Give,
2: give, give me the commanders i think dave uh, i'm gonna go with the tie <laughs> <laughs> okay Dave's game. no no, no i would go with commanders i just think taylor heineke's got that yes that little that little vibe of, of, of gets the job done um and he believes in himself and that self-belief goes a very very long way um and I feel that the Giants are starting to tail off a little bit down the stretch, which yeah. is a shame, but it happens when you're having to constantly use your running back because they get worn down over the season. Um, you need to be able to rotate and you can't have everything just going through them. So, yeah. Think, one of those things, I'm afraid.
0: I think that's more than fair. Um, so, we're all going with the commanders then. Um, value? Uh, commanders to win and under 43 points. Three yeah. to one. Three to one? Yeah, I quite like yeah. that. Yeah, I quite like that as well. Um, although... Uh, I'm not gambling on NFL ever again. Just so we're clear, every time every time I follow uh, the betting advice that we provide, the bet loses. Every time I don't, we seem to do well. So I think if I just steer clear, it's been more beneficial for everybody else. Uh, final game is Rams at Packers. Um, Dave, do you want to go first on this one?
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Baker got another win? Like, I can't see it happening. I think that was a bit of a one-off. There was an awful lot that went right for the Rams in the last game, which which let Baker get to that. Uh, and I think that basically this is a massive game for Green Bay because I, I think that if they, if they lose this, uh, then we'll see love for the rest of the year. So, I think Green Bay will do everything they can to win. Uh, I don't think a lot of those players out there want to particularly be playing with a quarterback who probably won't be as good as Rogers, although Rogers has been severely limited this season, obviously, but all in all, I think the Packers are too good for, for the current rendition of what the Rams are. Um, And and I think ultimately they're, they're probably going to come out on top. Um, They seem to have got a little bit of something from, from, from Christian Watson. So, We'll see if he can maintain it. Personally, I hope that you know he tears a hamstring and then he's never the same again. But I'm a horrible human being, so there you go.
1: Can't not let it go. Can um, I, I think you're right? I I look at trends quite a lot, and when I look at the sort of the books who came back from sixteen-three down to beat the Saints in the last last two drives and won, um, it didn't mean they were very good because for the majority of that game against the Saints, they were absolutely garbage. And the following week. They were absolutely garbage, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to get exactly the same thing from the Rams here. It was great to see that they're playing for the for the coach. I think the coach is a good guy. I think Sean McVay is a real good addition to the league. I hope they do sort of keep it together. The players are really playing for him. You can see that. That was good. But the Packers are the biggest favourites we've discussed here in this. Are and they? Yeah, they're giving up seven points, which is a bit funny. Um, but this, it's the time of year. It's at Lambeau. They've, they won their last game, didn't they? They've had a bit of a bye week. That the Packers are a better team. Um, still, technically, I suppose in the in the hunt, just about the Rams aren't. Um, for me, that the Packers will just run all over the Rams. That they can't stop stop the run. They start to anything on the ground. I can't see the Rams really doing much to hurt them. Baker, in this weather, um, w- watch out. This will be a turnover turnover heavy game. I can see him giving up two or three at least. Um, and it's it's Packers pretty comfortably for me. Although. The the better written down is you can get nine and a half points with the Rams and under forty seven points. So um, you've gone Packers.
0: Packers yeah. Dave's gone Packers. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Baker here. I I think I know Datsk is giving me that look, and I'm sure that if Kino was on camera, he'd be giving me that look
1: as well. Got released by the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I know. And the Browns, but. Released on Monday, picked up Tuesday. Like a One critter, training session Wednesday. Look for a drink on Tuesday. Clutched Thursday. Third touchdown on Wednesday. Yeah, two in fact. <laughs> in the fourth quarter to win the game. I'm going to go with Baker. I'm going to say Fair this point. is this is this is his opportunity to show that what happened at Carolina was not um, the Baker Mayfield that is the real baker mayfield i think this is his opportunity to prove that so i'm gonna go uh with the rams we were we were just about to have a clean sweep of picks yeah i thought it's gonna be dave that ruins it no it's gonna be oh. Liam. oh no no it's gonna be liam oh, now liam. uh producer bell has just flashed up a message on a screen in front of us and it said two things that have confused you haven't <laughs> they yeah do you know what if you press that button there yeah. you'll know what a stab is Just as the two-minute warning siren goes off, as well, which means it is time for our utter punts of the week nominations. Who are you going with this week, Daniel?
1: DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and other other cast members of the Woody Woodpecker offense. <laughs> so DeAndre Hopkins is is the undoubted leader in that in that team. He's the senior guy. He's the class player in that. Kyler Murray goes out after the third play, but they still look okay and they're still beating. The Patriots, they're still doing really well. He catches the ball over the middle, runs around with it in one hand, doesn't secure the ball. Ball's fumbled, recovered by the Patriots. They score. The game's over. He's laughing. He's laughing. There was He then had a, a penalty of a legal shift where he didn't set himself. Laughing, funny. Their left, their right tackle, um, Kelvin Beecham, experienced player on the offensive line, yeah. gets flagged for a false start. Laughing, funny. Uh, the coach... Kingsbury, clearly no one likes him, they're all trying to get him sacked, his eyeballs are popping out of his head on the sideline, <laughs> uh, Hollywood Brown, they gave, gave up a first round draft pick for him this year, twice got caught, got flagged for illegal shift. didn't set laughing, funny, they're trying to get their coach sacked, I think it's disgusting the other one happens, you should know better um, you're just back from your drug ban and you'll be lucky if someone else gives you a job or to punt.
0: Yeah, fair enough, I'm going to, I had a choice of two I thought about naming my nephew this week, oh, <laughs> um, come it, on. Well, he's what? How old is now? Twenty months. Twenty-one months now. Twenty-one months, uh, yeah. and he broke your nose this week, huh? he, did, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, did, he did. Yeah, he did. a full flying back headbutt, mm. and he's broken your nose.
1: Yeah.
0: However, I then realised that I didn't want to name him Punt for doing something that most people have wanted to do for a very, very long time. And so, so get you, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, flying yeah. reverse headbutt on me. So instead, <laughs> I've gone with Jeff Saturday. And I've gone with Jeff Saturday. Welcome aboard the Saturday train. uh, Because he said that he was unwavering in his desire to take on the Indianapolis Colts job on a full-time basis. Now, given the performances and the results that the Indianapolis Colts have achieved under Jeff Saturday, uh, that makes it both arrogant and delusional. So, therefore, utter punt. Uh,
2: Dave... So it was touched upon earlier, but there was, a, there was a moment in the week after after what was a disappointing game for the Vikings against the Lions, where Dan Campbell was being asked about the game early drive, uh, where Penne saw the right tackle caught the ball on a sweep, gave him a third down, essentially buried the game. And as Dan was alluding to, Dan Campbell said that he wasn't paying attention when the call was offered to him, <laughs> that he was focused on the wave in the crowd. <laughs> and like... Whilst I'm nominating him for a punt of the week, it's, it's actually with with admiration. It's like, it's exactly the kind of thing that I would do. Uh, it's, it's continuing my games after the point, making out that like, oh, you can't possibly judge me on the fact that we played that play. I didn't know it was happening, so don't expect that in the playoffs, people. And uh, yeah, it, it was very much a, a matter of Dan Campbell setting himself up. To not only having absolutely ripped the Michael out of the Vikings by Love doing it, it uh, and doing it to great effect, but then also undermining the decision. Dan so Campbell, a what... punt of the week, absolutely brilliant. So Fair
0: what player. I th- what we're saying here is that uh, MCDC. He's he's a punt, but he's your kind of punt, Dave. That's yeah. what that's what we're saying. Uh, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Sorry, it's taken a little bit longer to get through these as uh, than it normally has, but with eight games to preview, they do take a little bit longer. Don't forget, you can follow us all week long. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for utter punts, and don't forget to share us with a friend. If you've got someone that you watch the NFL with, give them give them a shout. Give them the heads up point them in our direction we would love to have you along dan thank you very much indeed thank you dave thank you very much indeed not really a pleasure this time mate, <laughs> no <but> for- <laughs> no he's, he's poorly he's very poorly uh, thanks very much indeed we will see you next week